I don't know if you know, but I've always known that you'll be a musician. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, actually, since you were 16, I guess. Prior to that, I don't really recall. I always thought you'd be the best Lego builder I when still, we were very I, little. I, I still could be. <laughs> I think I probably am still. <laughs> I don't know. There's a guy who travels the world with Lego exhibitions. <laughs> 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 you better get building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is the We Create Podcast. We Create is all about creating a life filled with passion and a quest for purpose and happiness. These episodes are filled with stories of fellow creatives and we are super excited to give you a glimpse into their lives. I am Daedri and I will be your host today. Welcome to this week's episode featuring the very talented singer and songwriter Stefan Kriesel. Give us a history. Who is Stefan Kressel? So, yeah, I, I grew up next to the Vol River in the middle of the world's oldest and largest meteorite impact crater. And you should know because uh, we pretty much grew up together. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and yeah, lived here my whole life. And after high school, went to London and been going there and coming back ever since. When did you start playing music? I started playing when I was 16. Uh, my dad bought me a guitar one day, randomly. I didn't ask for anything or he just, I don't know, I was quite depressive as a, as a, as a teenager and he probably thought like, this will keep me busy for a bit. And yeah, just, couldn't stop playing. How long did it take you to play your first song? Probably a day. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? That's impressive. I think so. No, but it's... No, not really, because it's just... Uh, I think it was two chords, E minor and G, and that was it. <laughs> or the intro to... Uh, what was it? Nothing Else Matters, Bone Attack. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Which is very easy. So, did you then know that you wanted to be a musician? Uh, I I guess I didn't know I wanted to be. I just I just couldn't stop. It was just so much fun, and yeah, I just wanted to learn more things and get better at it. And yeah, then it just kind of grew. And then probably after a few years, I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Wow. Well, I remember sitting in your house and you're playing music and I had to guess what it was uh, well, and I think we were probably like 16 <laughs> so you by the end of the year you were playing quite a few songs uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. do you play any other musical instruments mm, I can play pretty much anything with keys or strings uh, but I'm very bad at percussion or drums so yeah, a bit of piano, bass, you know. What I wanted to ask you, and I don't mm. know if this is true, I don't know if this is like a town urban legend, or were you able to read music, like, when you, before you went studying? Uh, no. I, I still can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can, but it just takes me a very long time to... To read it or to write it. So I mean, how I, do you play then? Uh, 
shapes. You can tell shapes and what what the sound's gonna be. You kind of know what it's gonna be. You kind of know what it's gonna be. <laughs> no, but after a while when you play for long enough you I don't know, I guess you kind of develop your own way of writing and reading music, which is Maybe not the standard way of doing it, but it works, so it's That's fine. That's cool. Yeah, of course it's fine. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I mentioned you went studying. Yeah. Maybe tell other people where you studied. So, yeah, I t- studied three times. Uh, the first one was um, music at the Guitar Tech in London, in Acton Town. That was a diploma in music. And then I also studied sound engineering at SAE in London as well. And then the last one I finished 2016 was uh, sound design and sound art at the University of the Arts. And yeah, so everything sound and music. Do you think it's important to study in your field? Um, yes, but I think... It's important to know what you want out of it. Say, for example, if you... Like, for me, I'm a musician, and I want to be able to record my own music and stuff. So to get a a technical background is really helpful. Mm. And then you can kind of do it yourself, and you don't need pay money to for an expert to kind of help you out with something so I think if you're a creative person it helps to get the the technical background so say maybe if you're a printer or something it'd be nice to know how to screen print so do a course on that or something but when I studied music and sound art I found the the creative bits of the course was was not very useful. I mean, it's good to know what other people have done and it's inspiring and and all that, but it wasn't as helpful as the the technical bits. So I think to to get the technical background uh, is very useful. But other than that, I, I wouldn't waste my money. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, obviously the creative flow how people create is different yeah so and i mean when i studied sound art sound design and sound art it was sound design bit of it was really good and you learn how to work with animation and games and all that but trying to teach you how how to be creative uh that that just Slightly pissed me off, actually. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. What does a perfect day look like to you? Eesh, that's, a, that's a hard one. Probably, probably a road trip with mates. That would be a perfect day for me. In the car, going somewhere. A few beers in the boot. Knowing you're going to stop somewhere nice and have a good time. Yeah, I guess the journey, right? Yeah. That's cool. What inspires you? Douche. Loads of stuff. 
other musicians, um, songs you hear, just random stuff happening in life, heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a big one. Uh, yeah, pretty much, pretty much everything kind of has an effect on, on what you do. So yeah, but I would say mostly get inspired by by other musicians and other songs I hear that I think are really good and then I want to make something as nice as well. Tell us a little bit about your latest album. It's your first solo album, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's called Early and I recorded it in 2016. I actually just finished the road trip with some good friends <laughs> all around South Africa. I finished studying and then some friends from Lithuania came over and uh, we did a road trip around South Africa for a month. And I just kind of, because I was away for quite a while studying in London and stuff. And doing the road trip, I just got really fell in love with South Africa again. I was like, what the... F- Sorry, what the hell <laughs> am I am I doing in London? I should I should come back. And then I thought, yeah, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back and try and get a job as a sound engineer or something. And yeah, I couldn't find anything. So I was like, okay, while I'm searching for a job, I might as well keep busy. And I started recording this album in my bedroom, and uh, released it at the beginning of this year. And yeah, it's been doing quite well. What's your favorite song on the album? Uh, the favorite one is not really my favorite, but it's the one that brings in the a bit of money. It's called Mermaid. Okay, um, so it's your favorite, obviously, for those. Reasons. Yeah, it keeps me alive. It keeps me it keeps me eating. So yeah. <laughs> um, how do you deal with creative block? Uh, just just wait. Just really just wait, just be patient and know that it will come back at some point. Because it always does. You you always think, like, this is, I'm, I'm never going to write a song again. This is horrible, I'm not going to do anything. And I think the worst thing you could probably do is force yourself to try and try and be creative. Yeah. And it's just really frustrating and you get annoyed and angry. And it's going to take you longer to get out of your block. So just... just that's what I do anyway. So I just relax and just know that it's going to come back eventually. Just be patient. If you had one chance to let someone listen to your music, what song would you play them? Uh, it won't be Mermaid, because it's not really my favourite. Uh, you mean one of my own songs? Yeah, one of your own songs. Uh, it would be Skin of Your Teeth on the album. It's kind of a slow more psychedelic easygoing kind of song and it's my actual favorite on the album do you want to tell us what it's about uh it's about getting disillusioned with life and holding on you know by the skin of your teeth (laughs) getting desperate and yeah i've always wondered where that saying comes from skin of your teeth yeah, well, there is no skin on your teeth. Exactly. 
Okay, so you're back in your hometown after mm -hmm. many years of living abroad. Yeah. And I asked this question because I know what it's like for me to come back to my hometown. What's it like to be back? Absolutely shit. Horrible. I'm not allowed to swear on this, am I? Well, I, you can. I just need to say to people in the podcast that there's explicit language <laughs> <laughs> at the no, start. Uh, no, not really. It's, it's, it's great. It's, uh, it's really nice because it's, um, it's a small town. It's relaxed. There's not much happening. And it's very chilled out. But the really horrible thing about it is that it's a small town and it's chilled out and it's really <laughs> relaxed, you know. So, yeah, and it's a bit strange because there definitely is a slight culture shock when you come back when you've been in London for that long and you come back to a small town in the free state where not much has changed and people are still very quite conservative and uh, yeah it's just it's a bit it's a bit strange but but it's really nice it's, it's really good for me to to write and be creative here because there's not a lot of distraction good point <laughs> <laughs> really really not a lot of distraction like yeah so are you writing again are you doing your next album yes How's that going? It's going pretty well. I've got nine songs uh, to work on. I mean, it's still bare bones. Um, uh, a lot to do still, but yeah, it should be hopefully done by the end of the year. Can we listen to a bit of it? Yeah, we yeah. can. That'd be cool. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Have you ever done recordings with somebody and is it something that you would look at doing in future? Um, yes, I have. And a few times, different people. And, well, it's a bit mixed, my feelings on it. It's, sometimes it can be really good and you kind of get the best out of each other and make something better than you could have made on your own but at the same time it depends who you're with i've had some horrible experiences as well so it's i mean i'm open to the idea of collaborating but it's you have to be very specific about and you have to know the person you're gonna work with quite well i think mm. to to do it yeah i recently spoke to a photographer and he said that collaborating can often dilute your own voice yeah so if you have something very specific that you want to say then it it's not great but on the other hand 
sometimes if you put two minds together, you definitely get something yeah. that's much bigger or better. Better than, than yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a bit hit and miss sometimes. I mean, yeah, like I said, I've had some some really bad bad ones where it's just like, okay, this is really not working out, and I've had others where it's like, oh yeah, this is really really good, and it's better than I would have been able to do on my own. So. Yeah, a bit vague, I guess, but no, that's <laughs> definitely answers the question. Yeah, depends. <laughs> <laughs> Is there ever a day that goes by without music? Uh, I'd like to say yes, but no. <laughs> There's always, and it's not just listening to music. I mean, obviously, I listen to music every day, but I work on it literally every day even if it's even if it's just listening to what I've done and just thinking about it uh, not really recording or, or anything but yeah every day okay so you play every day yeah I mean like I said maybe I wouldn't play every day yeah. but I would listen to maybe to what I've done the previous day and think about what I could do more or you know yeah. think about it yeah you say you listen to music. Is there anything you can recommend at them, at this stage? Is there something, either local or international? Um, I'm. I, I really like, at the moment. It's a. It's not out yet, but it's an album by, Conan Moccasin, called Jazzbusters. And, uh, yeah, I really like his stuff, and I'm looking forward to it coming out. How have you listened to it? Is it somebody you know? Uh, no, I mean, no. Oh, oh, what do you mean it's not out yet? He's got like a few, like two oh. songs out of the album and the album's coming out in a while. Okay, cool. I'll definitely have a listen. <laughs> it's a bit weird, but it's nice. What do you perceive success to be? Um, for me, personally, it would be using, you know, my, my talents and my passion and what I want to do. If I can survive doing what I love, then that's it. I'm successful. Don't need to be massively rich or anything. Just, yeah, if I can survive, that's great. Okay, so what has been your best investment, be it in money or time, to get you to where you are? Probably the best investment I've made. uh, Let's see is I have this acoustic guitar that I bought with my ex-girlfriend and without that guitar I I probably wouldn't be here because well I would be here I just wouldn't be able to be where I am at the moment because uh, yeah that got me through some some tough situations while in studying in London obviously you're studying and having a full-time job at the same time is almost impossible I mean you can do it I did it for a while and nearly killed myself Um, and yeah while I was studying I used uh, the guitar to go to go busking and uh, make money so I could eat and survive and pay rent uh, just busking on London Underground Um, so that pretty much saved my life and I mean that guitar is also on used it on the album and yeah it's, it's probably probably my best investment i think did you enjoy busking 
Yes, I did. It was really strange in the beginning because I thought, obviously, like London, massive city, people are grumpy as as all hell, and it's going to be horrible, and people are going to be nasty. And but it was amazing. Ninety nine percent of people. The first day that I went to go and play, I think it was Oxford Circus, and I was really nervous. It's like, what the hell is going to happen? Because you're literally in one of those tunnels in the underground it's like rush hour people it's like thousands of people passing you and it's like what the hell is going to happen and yeah 99% of people were lovely smiles money <laughs> flowers sometimes flowers yeah, yeah. that's incredible <laughs> yeah no it's it was it's a lot of fun but it can be it can be pretty rough as well you probably learned a lot from it y- yeah I guess yeah it's it's a bit strange because you the people pass you by so you know you only have their attention for a few seconds and then you have like a little moment with someone eye contact and a smile and uh, something and then they're gone and it's yeah it's a bit strange although one time there was a Japanese family husband and wife and two kids and they they went to go and sit opposite me in the tunnel <laughs> while people were like passing by and just sat there for 20 minutes listening to me play. <laughs> That's pretty special. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, loads of those like weird, crazy moments. Which was, uh, yeah, nice. Do you have any hidden talents or skills that people don't know about? Um, I'm, I'm a pretty good mechanic. But with old cars, though, not new cars, because like, we have a, an old Volkswagen Beetle and stuff, so it always needs fixing and stuff to do, so I'm pretty pretty good with this banner. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Good, <laughs> <I> see. <laughs> if you had a really big budget yeah. to have a party, yeah. what would you do? Where would it be? Who would you invite? Oh, wow. Really big. Really, really big budget. I don't really need that big a budget. I know exactly where I want to go. Okay. But um, close to Wuppertal. In the... Cedarburg area. Cedarburg area, yeah. Uh, on our road trip with my Lithuanian friends, we just kind of stumbled on this pass. I think it's called the Yeselbank. Yeah, it is called. I know exactly oh, yeah? what you're talking about. I know where Yeselbank is, yeah. And I mean, we didn't know where we were going. I had no idea. And it just kind of said, like, 4x4 four four vehicles only. We didn't have a 4x4. Four four. We were just like, well, well, we'll try and see how far we get. And it was probably the most beautiful place I've seen in my life. And... Uh, yeah, I'd hold a party there somewhere. But also not with a lot of people, just a few good friends <laughs> and some beers. So yeah, maybe just a few thousand bucks. <laughs> should, should <do> <laughs> <It's me>. amazing. <laughs> That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Yeah. You know, you could make that happen, actually. That's yeah, it. I could it's do that now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you take me step by step through how to start an album what do you do when you get started 
Uh, you quickly write a bunch of songs and then you s- stick them together. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I guess for me it's a very kind of slow process. Uh, I, I don't go, okay, this is a concept album and this has to be like this and it needs this song, <clears throat> fast song, slow song, party song, this song, and then it's going to be this album. It's not like you just kind of st- start writing songs. I mean, I'm always writing songs. It's always, I always have stuff to wor- work on. So <clears throat> it's just then kind of choosing the best ones, the ones you like, and uh, you you finish them and put them together. So does it always start with lyrics? Or do you sometimes hear a tune in your head and you try and find oh. lyrics for it? Oh, like writing songs, that is, um, that is sometimes completely random for me. Like some songs, like, like Mermaid, for example, like the most successful one on the album... I I think I wrote it in an hour, one day, just randomly, you know, the planets aligned. I love it when that <laughs> Everything was just, uh, yeah, it just flowed and I just wrote it and it happened. And I think it's happened to loads of bands kind of say the same thing, you know, like the the one song they, they, they didn't think was that great and they just wrote quickly. It was... A lot of the times is one of their most successful ones. And so what's Mermaid about? It's about a girl. <laughs> Unrequited love. Yeah. Yeah, it's about a girl. And yeah. When you say it's a successful song, like can you tell us a bit about how it's given you success? Yeah, so I mean like I said for your previous question, I I wrote this album, or I wrote all these songs for this album while I was looking for work in, well, here in South Africa. I couldn't find anything, so it was never a plan to be, let it be successful or something. It was just something for me to do while I was looking for work. And um, when I released it, I wasn't expecting anything to happen. And I literally just put it on SoundCloud on the 1st of January. And then it got picked up by Indie Shuffle. I don't know if you know Indie Shuffle. I don't know Indie Shuffle. It's, uh, it's a music blog started by a guy in Cape Town. And yeah, they, they picked it up. And they've got quite a following worldwide, actually, on the internet, on the interwebs. And... Uh, yeah, he wrote a nice little review about the song and then it just kind of snowballed from there and got like loads of plays and a bunch of like YouTube um, YouTubers with big followings, you know, like loads of subscribers and stuff also picked the song up and reposted it and, you know, social media then reposts and reposts and then it just grew and at some point the guy from Apple Music contacted me and wanted to put me on an official Apple Music playlist, that song. I was like, okay, yeah. And I, I didn't even know how huge playlists are, like on Spotify and Apple. That, I mean, that's the new album kind of thing. How you, 
how you get your songs out there. And uh, yeah, got it on an official Apple Music playlist. And yeah, it's been doing great so far. So yeah, and then recently it uh, got used in an ad advert for Dior's new perfume as well. <laughs> so, That's pretty incredible. Yeah, I mean, randomly for, for you know, I wasn't expecting it to. I, I literally just made it in my bedroom and just because I love making music and uh, yeah. So, surprise, but very nice surprise. So, are you still looking for a job? No, 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 no not anymore. Because, uh, yeah, now I know. Because I've always tried the whole music thing uh, ever since leaving high school. Obviously, I studied music, studied sound en engineering to record my own stuff. And then it was like struggling, really struggling and not making any money out of it. And that's why I actually went to study again because I thought, okay... If I do sound design, I'm like an all-round sound guy. I can do whatever you need in sound, and I should be able to make a living off that. And kind of gave up on the idea of uh, making music for a living for a little bit. And now not anymore, because it's like, okay, this is this can work. This can just keep keep doing it. Yeah. You can follow Stefan on Facebook and Instagram at Stefan Kreusel. That's S-T-E-P-H-A-N-K-R-E-U-S-S-E-L. Listen and support his music on Spotify and Apple Music. And check out our website for more inspiring stories. I am Deidre and this is the We Create Podcast.